Welcome back to the show. Hey gang. Welcome back to the Let's Love Love podcast. I'm your host, Rick Perez. Hit us up on all the social medias. You know what I'm about to say, right? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Not on TikTok. I don't, uh, you know, just not going to do that. (laughs) Um, I've been shaming my wife for being on TikTok, and I probably shouldn't. You know, let people enjoy things. That's what I keep telling myself. And I just, I don't, I don't, uh, it's just a young person's app. And I think we should let it be a young person's app. That's all I'll say about that. I'm a grump. I'm a grump today. <clears throat> I'm a grump. It would mean a lot, though, if you hit us up on all the social medias. Follow us. Where you listen to this podcast? iTunes? Stitcher? Podcast One? Is that a thing still? We're on Spotify, if you haven't heard. Follow us there. That would mean a lot. Tell your friends about the show. That would mean more. What do you think? How are you? That's what I want to know. How are you? Hit me up on Twitter, at Let's Level Up. Just drop me a a one-sentence, or maybe even a one-word description of how you are literally right now. Hopefully it's awesome. But if it's not, I hope whatever it is, it passes soon, and then you get back to the road of awesome. That would be cool, wouldn't it? I've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Took last week off. Last week was exhausting for me, personally. I got uh, two of my three babies had birthdays that we celebrated. Miss Bray Quinn turned six years old. Mr. Regan Gabriel turned 12 years old. And, um, it was great. We did a ton of cool things. Uh, we took off work Friday, played a little glow in the dark mini golf thing at our almost ghost town of a mall. And, uh, that was fun. Went out for hibachi. I haven't done that in a year. More than that, probably. That was delicious. Shout outs to Ichiban's and San Angelo being in our original hibachi grill place that place has been open since i don't know the 90s so that's cool cool that it's still rocking cool that it's still delicious i feel like i have enough soy sauce and salt in me though to last the next year um yeah let's just let's just dive right in to let's talk about um we'll talk about games and then we'll talk about wrestling so if you're into wrestling, skip to the second half of this podcast. If you're into the games, stick around. What have I been playing lately? Valheim. Like a lot of the world. Been in on that. Actually, that actually uh, sparked the urge to play more Minecraft. Uh, so I've been doing that on my Xbox. Killed the Ender Dragon uh, yesterday. I didn't get the achievement for it, though. Um, it's not a creative world never has been a creative world didn't get the achievement for killing the ender dragon a little upset about that 
Um, <laughs> but uh, hopefully it's just something that's going to take a little bit of time to do or to pop or whatever. Uh, but yeah, my brother has got a Valheim server. Valheim, however you pronounce it. I'm going to say Heim because it, to me it reads like Heim. Um, and it, uh, it's, it's a pretty dope game. So if anybody who doesn't know, Valheim is a um, kind of a sandbox survival game where you can, you know, build and and like Minecraft, you can build and do all kinds of different um, different things in the game. There are a series of bosses set up that you summon and destroy, and I think eventually you beat the final boss, you're kind of done with the game. Uh, and then there's like a tech a tech progression. So you start with like wood and stone, and then you end up getting into the metal and like bronze and iron. And I don't know if there's anything after iron. Um, yeah, he's got a little server. So if you're interested in playing that and you're cool, let me know. I'll get you an invite to our Discord server and uh, access to the server. And uh, that's been a lot of fun. So um, he's taking it very slow. And I only get to play for a few hours a week just because of everything else that's going on. I'll say that it's not it's not a game where I want to play like a thousand hours of it, um, but it's really cool. It's really cool, and I get to play with my brother, and that's that's fun. I guess I don't know if he listens to this. If you're listening to this, it's it's okay. But if he doesn't listen to this, it's, it is it is a lot of fun to play with him. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Valheim, um, and in turn Minecraft, and um, I don't know. I think I may have more fun with Minecraft overall, uh, probably because I just know I know the systems at this point, and I was able to able to kill the Ender Dragon, which was nice. Um, I haven't done that on console yet. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Board game wise, I've uh, we've got Marvel Smash Up. Uh, we've been playing that. I am uh, still upset at you, Christina. You know what you did. I don't forgive you. You shouldn't... Okay, here's the thing. When you're playing a game, you shouldn't... And you think that you're going to lose. You shouldn't do something that will not win you the game. That makes sense? Kingmaking is what I'm talking about. When you intentionally sacrifice your own game to make sure that somebody doesn't win at the table, it's just so rude. And I don't care if it was a 12-year-old boy who got to win. I should have won that game. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. I know it. By everybody, I mean me. I know it. A <sighs> couple things I could have done differently. But, you know, at that point it was out of my hand. I had the next turn, too. And I wasn't going to be able to do some things. It's just, it's just so unfair. So unfair. Um, we've got Overworld. Excuse me, that's not the name of the game. Overboss from Boss Monster. Was that Brotherwise? I think is the name of that studio. Looking back at the box, I can't read it because the text is too small. Brotherwise Games, I believe, the makers of Boss Monster, um, have a um, in the same theme, in the same world, the the ex- expanded Boss Monster universe uh comes over boss and it is a tile drafting tile laying game similar to um king and queen domino um between two cities 
yada yada like those games where you uh, Catan not Catan Carcassonne uh, those games where you get a tile and you lay it down on the table and then you get points depending on which tiles that you lay down and which sequences and what things. Uh, what's nice about it is that it comes with kind of like three little mini expansions um, or modifiers you can turn on the game so you can get like bosses which will give you a, a boss identity and give you certain powers to use. Um, you can also uh, you also draft um, tokens to go on top of the tiles in the forms of portals or crystals, which are basically point modifiers, or monsters, which you can then arrange the monsters in certain lines and or on certain tiles, and you'll get bonus points for those. So there's a lot of avenues to score here. However, as I was playing the game, I, I definitely thought, boy, this would be cool with a little bit of boss monster here. <laughs> So I don't know if there's a boss monster expansion coming. Meaning, what I'm meaning is, like, there, there are no heroes. If I'm making these amazing dungeons and I'm the overboss of this land, then why are there no heroes attacking me? So I think that's something that could definitely and should definitely be done soon, sooner, sooner than later. Um, a way to to have uh, point stealing heroes if they end up on your board at the end of the game, or. Uh, a way to send heroes off or maybe even to kill heroes to get you additional points and something like that needs to happen so that way you have that boss monster flair um for those of you who don't know who've never played boss monster and boss monster you, you basically it's a card game where you create your dungeon you have these different rooms and heroes will come and get enticed to your dungeon and then if you kill that hero then you get their their experience points and gold and all those things and um, as the game progresses, your dungeon gets more dangerous and more heroes come and they're, they're stronger, yada, yada, yada. Um, and there's just none of that to this tile game. So I think where the theme is really neat, it, it also kind of falls flat on the universe of Boss Monster. Um, and it, it really got me thinking, like, we should have a badass Dungeon Keeper or Dungeons 3 or whatever the name of the game is now style game where you can play the overlord of a dungeon you can you can carve it out and then monsters will kind of raid you kind of like a, a more strategic version of boss monster a strategic meaning like like actual involving not strategy but like the rts elements of dungeon uh keeper right um or dungeons 3 where you can actually go pvp against another dungeon there's something there you can make that work it probably already exists. It's too good to not already exist, I think. So do you know of a game like that? I want to be able to create a dungeon with traps, all sorts of things. Like kind of like Caverna, right? Like instead of, but instead of a farm, a cave farm, you're creating a cave dungeon. And um, depending on what rooms I put in the dungeon is the types of units that I can summon. And then with those units, they can do certain things. Um, you have to have gold to be able to pay for things. There's an upkeep cost to maintaining your armies and yada, yada. That, that to me is sick and that needs to be that needs to be a board game you know something that a media board game that i can play in uh you know 90 to 120 you know 90 minutes to two hours and have a blast with because that'd be that'd be so cool i'd be very excited to do that we should make that if it doesn't exist let's make it somebody listening to this by let's i mean you because <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I've been trying to get back into the design swing of things lately, and it just, it just, uh, I don't know. 
the, the passion for it just isn't there. Not the passion for building it is there, but the, the desire to have other people enjoy it is not there at all. <laughs> I just don't care. Um, and that's a problem. You know, if you're going to be a, a game designer, you should have other people's, you know, thoughts in mind when you're designing or else you're, you're making something for yourself at that point. And I guess there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't think you'll move a lot of units if your target audience is one. Anyway, that's just a that's a personal uh, hill that I'm trying to climb right now is to get um, maybe to fall back in love with the board game community, um, which has been very difficult for me the last couple months. Um, it's just I'm just not a big fan. Not a big fan of so many people in this in this thing. And it, again, it's just exhausting. I talked about it in a couple podcasts ago. I won't get back into it now, uh, but it's just more of that every every day. There's just more, and it's just uh, man, I'm I'm so close to just disconnecting completely from it and focusing a hundred percent on wrestling. Um, but I still love board games. I'll never not play them. I'll never not buy them. I'll never not support friends who are in the hobby. But boy, am I tired of contributing to the to the culture. Um, I don't know. What else did I get? I got Mutant Insurrection. Uh, haven't actually played that yet, uh, but I'm very excited about that. So it's a new Fantasy Flight game based on the X-Men. Uh, it's got a really sick little Blackbird uh, stand where you can actually put your characters on. Um uh, very excited to get that in. It's it's dice heavy, which is a bit of a departure from what I normally do. But uh, I've been kind of into dicey games lately, so well, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm turning a corner. Get back into Elder Sign or something crazy soon. Um, but that it's a fully co-op game. I think it plays four or five people, and um, you know, you win and lose as a team. And I'm super stoked to uh, you know smack up the Hellfire Club or the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants or. I don't know if Apocalypse is there, or, you know, any of these other big X-Men guys. Um, a lot. I'm a big fan of most of the Fantasy Flight stuff that they come out with. They get a, they got a, a, just a great group of designers that they bring in, and and they they seem to create awesome projects. So, I'm a big fan of that one. Looking forward to. I've got it punched, and I'm looking forward to playing it. Uh, hopefully tonight. That'd be sick. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. If you played it, let me know your thoughts. That that and Overworld as well. There's Overworld. Overboss as well. Let me know those. Uh, what I'm most excited for, though, is the Stardew Valley board game, which is sitting on my table, still in shrink. Tonight, we are going to bust that thing open, and we're going to play that. It's a game of farming and friendship. And uh, I am... It looks, it looks so, so close to the, the video game. And I'm just so excited to get in there and, and to actually play it. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll let you know more on next week's podcast of how I like Meet and Insurrection <clears throat> and how I like the, excuse me, how I like the Stardew Valley board game. If I had to give Boss Monster, <laughs> Boss Monster, I can't get the name of the game right. I'm like, that's so frustrating. If I had to rate over Boss now, um, I think it's a it's a solid tile placement game. There's a lot of factors that contribute to scoring that make you really weigh your decisions when you're drafting new tiles and tokens. 
Um, I think it's great. I think it's fun. Uh, six and a half out of ten, seven out of ten for that style of game, mind you. Um, I know that's not everyone's cup of tea. I know it's not my first go-to choice for a game like that, but um, comparing it to others in that genre. All right, we're going to switch gears and talk about one of my favorite things, pro wrestling. It's like in my top... If you exclude gaming and you exclude my family, like it's like a top three thing. It's probably number three. Music is, is, is such a huge part of my life. And horror movies, such a huge part of my life. I put wrestling above like comic book superhero stuff, which is also a huge part of my life. Yeah, it's that. I mean, it's that important to me because it's so stupid and, and amazing. It's just, it's just perfect. It's just so perfect. So Sunday, March 7th, we had AEW Revolution, and I spent pay-per-view dollars to watch this thing. 50 bucks, I think, on Sling pay-per-view. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was $49 pay-per-view. Anyway, that's not the point of the story. Um, we're going to talk about that. First off, I love tag team wrestling. My God, is it, it's just incredible what kind of stories that you can tell with the tag team. I love faction-based wrestling. And um, in my opinion, there's nobody that is doing factions and tag team wrestling as good as AEW is doing factions and tag team wrestling. Almost to the point where everybody's in a faction in AEW, and that's a little weird, but... It's also kind of cool, right? There are these little organizations and entities that exist within the umbrella of AEW that make it seem like they're actual standalone entities. Like Matt Hardy, for instance, actually providing payroll for people who are under his brand. Like that makes a ton of sense for the character Big Matt Hardy, or Big Money Matt. Um, the Young Bucks. Spot Monkeys are not are just incredible workers. I wish I wish Matt Jackson would get a different injury than the back uh, because we, he's been selling that back injury for five years now, I think, um, since I've been watching him anyways. Uh, and it's just kind of funny to see him, you know, react to, to back hits and, and sell it the way that he always does. Uh, Nick Jackson is just, he's just incredible. I mean, there's, there's a couple guys I think that can outwork him, Ray Phoenix being one. Um... But he's just so good. That hot tag, the Nick Jackson hot tag, is 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 legit one of the best in the business. Um, and and you know we so we had a tag match to start start off this card. Uh, Young Bucks versus the Inner Circle, Jericho and MJF. And it um, it was a good match. It was a great match. Uh, even you know Jericho is still he's he's an old guy now, but man, he's still giving it his all. His body looks worse and worse every chance he gets out there. But, uh, man, he's just, he's incredible. I mean, he's he seriously, I, and when it's all said and done, Jericho may go down as one of the goats. I mean, he's just, he's just, his, his story and his, his career, been successful everywhere. And I think Flair had the same kind of thing back in the territory days, but, um, you know, Flair in the WWF is a shadow of who Flair was before that. 
and then WWE, I mean, even more so. Player TNA, I mean, he was he was really really old by those points, and he's still I mean he's still on TV today. So I think Flair still is the goat. But if Jericho keeps going with the way that he's been going and convincingly, not just not just because he's a legend, you know, he convincingly won and brought prestige to the AEW World Championship, and just every everything he does. I mean, he he helped make Orange a star. Orange Cassidy a star in that feud. He's a star maker. He's just incredible. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's 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 one of the best, and and may go down as the best to ever do this thing, uh, until somebody else you know outperforms him. But it's it's so hard. Anyway, so the match match was great. Uh, we've got interesting feuds. Uh, obviously, I think we're trending towards MJF taking control of the inner circle, or at least attempting to, pushing Jericho out. That'll be fun to watch. Uh, we've got uh, Matt and Nick. We're getting uh, the winners of the Casino Battle Royal, which was just a f- so fun, such a fun match stipulation. I was disappointed that Death Triangle won. Even the Ray Phoenix is amazing. To me, it just should have gone to one of the Dark Order tag teams. But, I don't know. Death Triangle's great. (laughs) They're great wrestlers. And it introduces, you know, potentially a, a championship opportunity for Pac in the future. Again, even though he's not my favorite... There's no denying his just in, in, insane physical talent that he has. Uh, seeing him, John Sw- Silver, square up, I mean, I was really stoked for a second. Um, but yeah, join the Dark Order. I'm Dark Order till the day I die. As long as they're a faction, they're amazing. Uh, it's just really cool. You know, really, really cool. Uh, it's really hard to um, to focus on a lot of things from the show, though, because because of the ending, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, the women's championship match, solid, solid match. Um, I still feel AEW's women's di- women's division has a long way to go. It's just it's just significantly behind where I see the NXT women's division, which is, in my opinion, the best women's division that there is. Um, even though my favorite women's wrestler, Asuka, is, is no longer in that division. Uh, it's just incredible. It's just, the stories that they produce are just it's just the best, I think. Anyway, um, what else was there? There was the, the, the ladder match, you know, for the face, the face of the revolution ladder match, grabbing the brass ring. Stupid gimmick. Absolutely stupid gimmick. Um, whatever. It's just it's just petty, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who enjoy it because LOL WWE sucks. But my God, it's just petty. It's just so fucking petty. Oh man, uh, Scorpio Sky won that. I was so stoked to see that. Got to see my boy Ethan Page, all ego Ethan Page show up. I was hoping he was going to show up in NXT, but. Ethan is incredible. Um, I saw him in the North for the first time after the Good Brothers and uh, Brian Myers and Matt Cardona jumped ship or got let go from WWE, started watching Impact. 
and just really kind of uh, started watching Ethan's blog and um, he just seems like a amazing dude and uh, incredibly talented wrestler. So interesting to see how he does singles. Interesting how he does without Karate Man. Uh, but I'm uh, high, high hopes there. Lance Archer also just, you know, I'm not much for, for the Haas, you know, the Haas, big old big men doing Haas things usually, but that was, uh, he, awesome performance. Max Caster, awesome performance. I still think Cody's overbooked. I think we are counting down the days until Cody is involved in the, the AEW championship picture again. Um, it's going to happen, I think, before the end of the year. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. Um, I would, frankly wouldn't have had him in that match at all, but I get it. He is an XTNT champion. Um, yeah. I thought... I mean, I know we had some of Team Taz. The Team Taz versus Darby and Sting cinematic match, which had some decent spots, but it was it was kind of... I said it was the DC Cinematic Universe of cinematic matches on Twitter. I, I think I stand by that. It was gritty. It was serious. Had a commentating team. <laughs> you know, they were they were they were commentating about this as it was a live thing, and it just it honestly it took me out of it. Um, and it was so preposterous. They kept referring to Sting as a hoodlum. I mean, just who uses the term hoodlum anymore? Ridiculous. And then they had a group of hoodlums <laughs> in the match. They all looked like little stings. It was it was it was not great. Boneyard match it was not. Uh but they did some pretty cool spots. There was some actually some really cool camera work involved in it, um, which I thought was cool. There's one point where um they have a ring set up in this warehouse because I don't know why. And they had a um big part of this like basically the length of the warehouse from the ring to the other side and there were basically two fights going on simultaneously and i don't know if they had it was a drone or if they had a camera on a pulley or what but they had the camera basically fly from one end of the warehouse to the other and it just looked really cool that was awesome uh darby getting thrown through like a glass door um was was pretty sick um the jump through the crash pad off the second story, I thought was neat. It honestly, it happened too fast. Um, he kind of got up there and then instantly, instantly uh, jumped. I would have built that up just a little bit more, just to give us a bit more anticipation on what's happening. Uh, and then because it crashed so fast, if you blinked, you would have missed it. Um, but it, that was cool. I'm glad. I'm glad Sting's getting to do what he loves. Um, you know, he wouldn't be given this opportunity anywhere else. Um, at least, at least anywhere else that has a big, big audience. So it's cool to see him going out on a shield. Um, I have mixed feelings about it. I really, really did not like the power bomb he took a few weeks ago to Brian Cage and on dynamite. I thought that was to me, it was just bad taste, but I mean, it's at the end of the day, he's, he's his own person and Sting can make whatever call he wants. Uh, and I think you just have to respect that. Even though I, I am firmly against it, I still I still respect someone's ability to be a human and, and chase their dream. Um, yeah, so that was fine. It was okay. 
It wasn't anything too crazy. Hangman versus Matt was was decent. Um, I love the Dark Order celebrating with uh, Hangman at the end. I love the fallout on BTE afterwards. I thought that was great. Um, what else was there? I feel like I'm forgetting a match. Oh, the Casino Battle Royal again. It, it was it was. There's so many cool spots. There's a lot of really really bad spots. It, so the thing with that that AEW and indie wrestling gets criticized with a lot. Um, the camera placement a lot of times shows the setup for moves for way too long and you can totally tell the guy is just standing or in a certain position to, to brace for the next spot coming and sometimes that spot doesn't come for 5-10 seconds and it just looks very very awkward uh, and that happened a ton in, in on Revolution um, very annoyingly so it was just a lot of people standing around waiting for the next guy to jump and flip and do whatever um, I know WWE has the problem as well, especially when you see them go to the top rope and dive on the outside. You'll see five or six guys just kind of standing there, like awkwardly kind of throwing the fakest of jabs out to try to show like there's still a fight going on. But um, I think the industry needs to figure out a way to do that better overall. Um, and a lot of these guys in AEW, you know, are coming from, from indies. Uh, so that's just, that's just what they set up. So uh, the camera work in production... It looks cool, but sometimes you catch too many things. Like at one point, you see Lance in the um, face of the Revolution ladder match. You see Lance sitting on the outside, and he's just—he's literally with his eyes up, just watching what's going on. And I don't know if he knew he was on camera or not. If he did, looked stupid because it looked like he was just literally just sitting there. And Lance is the murder hawk. He's supposed to be murdering people like a hawk does, or <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah. Christian Cage. My God, I love Christian. He's He is one of my top five favorites of all time. He is my favorite guy from the Attitude Era. If you don't count Raven. Um, you know, he's responsible for a ton of stuff. He's responsible for a lot of Stone Cold bits. You listen to Stone Cold's podcast, he'll say the same. Um... Really, really cool to see him in AEW. I'm very excited to see Christian, the Christian Cage character, come in and outwork everyone. Uh, I'm against Legends getting, you know, instant title shots and and jumping the line, but I'm a bit of a hypocrite if I said I wouldn't be excited about it. <laughs> excited about him versus Kenny? That'd be awesome. Um, so we'll see where that goes. I can't wait for a Christian Cage AEW unrivaled figure. Oh my God, I'm so stoked for that. Uh, yeah, I, man, I really want Hawkins, you know, Brian Myers to end up heading towards AEW, but I don't know if he's just waiting to get re-signed or, or what the deal is, but I love the work he's doing in TNA, uh, and I'm a big Hawkins fan, so I, I don't know, I want to see him, I mean, the good brothers are over there enough, and, you know, they're doing back and forth stuff, it'd be cool to see, like, an invasion or a co- a co-pay-per-view between two, the two organizations, like a Clash of Champions type style thing where it's TNA versus AEW and actually have some stakes and make a, and make TNA look, excuse me, Impact look um, competitive because they've been getting, they've been getting, they've been getting unfairly uh, booked in this, this whole deal. Just getting rolled over. Um, but yeah, so the main event, the exploding broadboard death match, 
Um, by the way, let my son watch. Um, I figured if I was going to spend the 50 bucks, I wanted someone to watch with me. And he stayed up late and he watched, even though we had a school night. And he loved Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch. I thought it was incredible. I thought the explosion effects were kind of dumb. Um, but it was neat. It was a neat touch. The ending. Oh my goodness, the ending of this match. The ending of the pay-per-view. Uh, first off, prayers to my boy Eddie Kingston as on his road to recovery. Eddie, you did the right thing. You threw it all down for family, for friendship, and I respect that. I just hope you heal. <sighs> Man, I don't know what happened with the big explosion at the end, but boy, that was rough. Anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, just, just Google AEW Revolution Explosion Botch or Explosion Dud. Um, essentially, what happens is that Moxley is... Um, Handcuffed in the ring, can't get up because the Good Brothers come out and Kenny and the Good Brothers just beat him up to the point where he can't move. So Eddie Kingston comes out, um, and Eddie Kingston and John Moxley are, are lifelong friends, 20, 20 plus years of friendship. Even though they just had a hellacious feud, Eddie comes out to save his friend, realizes he can't get John out of the ring, and this the whole time there's this bomb that's counting down. The whole ring is about to explode. And Eddie decides to to shield John using his own body. So Eddie Eddie lays over John as the seconds kick down three, two, one. Eddie covers John to make sure that John doesn't get hurt. And um, then the just the most pathetic fireworks display happens. And um, Eddie's head's covered. So I think he hears the sound of the explosion, but you know, in his mind he's working like he just got blown up and like he's hurt. So he he's unconscious. So the commentary team sells it as well. Like Eddie's really hurt, even though it just looked like basically four sparklers went off and then there was a, a firecracker or something like that on each corner. Really, really, really bad. I mean, just laughably, laughably bad. Um, they're selling it right now. Like it was Kenny's idea and Kenny, Kenny doesn't know how to, to do explosives. It's just all in all, just a really, really bad look. And it, it's not what you want on a big exposure night like Revolution. It's cool for something like Dark, I guess, but I don't know. Interested to see what happens in Dynamite. See where they come back to, how they acknowledge it. Um, but really what it did is take a, a amazing moment between two friends, between a bad guy and a good guy, and really make it look like Eddie did make look Eddie look bad. And which sucks because Eddie's really good at what he does. So Anyway, that was Revolution. All in all, I enjoyed the hell out of the night with the botch finish and all. I thought it was really cool, and uh, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm still stoked about it. So never a better time than right now to be a fan of professional wrestling. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Really appreciate you. And uh, just remember that you're awesome. You, the person listening to this podcast, are awesome. Don't let anybody tell you different, even if it's yourself. Trust me, you're worth love. Until next time, thank you, and game on. <laughs>